Original Gravity. Good news for people who love good beer. We're back! We're back! We yes. are. Better say who we are that we're back as well. Yes. Um, I'm Daniel Nielsen. I'm the editor of Original Gravity magazine. And with me is Ant Miller. Uh, regular abuser of random brews and hunter of the interesting pint. Fairly eloquent, occasionally offensive. Sometimes I try, funny. I try and mix it up a bit, um, yeah. you know, see how it goes. Wearer of cravats. Without any irony, wearer of cravats. Cravats are good. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, we should periscope this. We'll, we'll get okay. periscoping in a minute. We will do. Anyway, we're back with season two. Season two of the original Gravity podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to start with episode one this time. We episode are, one. not episode zero. No, that confuse people. confuse me. Yeah, so that's fine. So we'll have episode one, and this episode will have, it will be keeping to the normal format. <laughs> we'll have the mash. We will. Which is news, views, and... Idle gossip. Yeah. And the world of craft brewing. Yeah, exactly. And real ale. And real ale. We like both types of music here, country and western. Yeah, and I can't tell the difference. Okay, that's fine. And then we've got a feature. We don't know what it is, but Possibly. it'll be great, and it'll probably happen. If it doesn't, never mind, because then we will have... Tasting Notes. Which is the meat of this program podcast um, and then there's a pun about meat in beer and yeah and I think you're mixing your metaphors or, or at least your food stuffs but you can get beer with meat in it I think you can bacon yes you can Michaela breakfast bacon stouts oh I'm looking forward to that yeah is it as good as KSB though uh, KBS KBS uh, no nothing as good as KBS nothing oh is. and mm-hmm. it's KBS season so this time next podcast we'll be may drunk. have a bottle we'll be drunk because we're going to remain perfectly sober in this one I am I'm driving it you're right yeah you better yeah. Um, right then let's okay. get on mash yep. time mash the mash news views and idle gossip from the beer world so then oh are we on again yeah hey the uh, mash I keep surprising you, you the do. mash you. Right then, so the mash news views and I have to concentrate on the idle gossip from my end because I don't actually know any. Don't oh, you? I'll, actually, I haven't even got that. It'd just be views, but carry on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fine. Okay. Um, I don't have news views or idle gossip, but I do have a present for you. Good. <laughs> there we go. Um, it's in a box. All right. Rummages. Well, a tube. Oh. Oh. Now, oh, it's quite a heavy box. It is well. quite so, heavy. Uh, gentle listener, this appears to be a. A matte black, or is that silk black canister? The sort of tube that one might have had to expect to find a nice single malt turning up in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's from Meantime. Yeah. Now, Meantime, is this a recent product from Meantime? It is a recent product from Possibly Meantime. Possibly guided by the gentle nudge oh. of a large multinational conglomerate's marketing department, do you think? Or do you no. think does, this, does this to you feel like a genuine Meantime product? Um, open and find out. Oh, that's pretty. It does look What's very it down, called? It? It's called London Gravity. No, it's not from a multinational. That's this is your beer. Isn't Read it? the back. London Gravity is a collaboration between Meantime and Original Gravity magazine. Yay. In celebration of the launch of Meantime's pilot series, the beer is a black lager with complex roasted flavours from the dark malts, contrasting with the fruity citrus flavours of cluster say. hops. The lager is a well-balanced take on a classic beer, and the use of American hops gives a fresh and modern twist to the beer's traditional Germanic style. The combination Ooh. of pilsner and dark malts Note give it a refreshing 
moorish flavour to this dark lager. Contains malted barley and wheat. Well, that is a thing. But it's splendid, splendid. It's uh, in a 750 uh, milliliter champagne bottle. That's corked. A fifth to you, American types. Is it right? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, because it's about fifth of a gallon. Yeah. So um, we made this beer, and I'll it's, tell you a story about it. Oh, it's we, ruby red. Oh, what a pretty cover! It's beautiful, isn't it? It's glorious. Yeah. We probably should have could have gone a little bit darker, but so we wanted a black lager because basically. That's what I wanted, and it's my favourite style at the moment. What's, what mm. is it? What's it come out as? Abv. Yeah, it's a slightly not... It's a dark lager. It's a lager. So it's a lager, yeah, which it means... It looks really... In this glass, it does. It looks really it? red, doesn't Different it? Different to the glass, yeah. Um, so lager, as you know, just means cold cellared. Um, and a lager can be any colour. Yes. Um can be black or very pale. It's just the sort of the Pilsner style lagers that became incredibly popular and took over the world. Yeah. But the black ones are fantastic. They've got a complex kind of they multi aroma. They're interesting, a bit nutty, a bit chocolatey, but they've got a levity that the yeast, the lager yeast, mm-hmm. um brings to it and it just makes yeah. it incredibly drinkable. Um so cheers. cheers. Oh. We'll drink we're not drinking uh, the present by the way. No. Here's one I refrigerated earlier. Yeah. That's uh, 6%. Um, Around that, 5 point. No, it says 6, six on the bottle. Yeah, okay, 6%. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were lucky enough to go up and uh, brew this beer with Mean Time mm-hmm. on their pilot kit. Right. Is that the similar sort of scale that Camden Town were doing? Or yeah, a bit bigger? You know, well, put it this way. That Camden Town, we did, what, what was that? How big was that? About as Big as a washing machine. Yeah, it was about as big as a washing machine. Um, in comparison, we've made 24,000 pints of this. It's quite a large washing machine. <laughs> it's a big old washing machine. 24,000? In fact, it's 12.5 hectolitres of London gravity. Hectolitres? Yes, we're in hectolitres. What, what's a hectolitre? A, a lot of beer. Is it? Is it's 24,000 pints. And I always put it in pints. Brewers hate it for some reason, but, you know... I can't really conceptualise it if it's not in pints. So, yeah, we've brewed an awful lot. Yeah. Available at a shop near you. At your favourite beer shop. Yep. Yeah. Or just, at least from the meantime, website. Yeah. And uh, around it's, town. It's, but it's, it's a, a thing of beauty. And it it's is a just a wonderful beauty. beer. And I love the the labelling is in a sort of copper. Yeah. So, is that is that branding something that's across the whole of that pilot collection? Yeah, it will be, but this is yeah. the first one. It's the first one. The first oh. one that they've so done. So, there is news, as well as tasting notes. It's delicious, by the way. It is, The yeah. news is that there's a new range from Meantime. Yeah. Uh, so and, I, and, and, and it's, it's Meantime, which is a big brewery owned by, you know, ABM. It Bear, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big old corporation. Them? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I was worried. Oh. My worries were that they would just turn into like a... a a franchise brand of a mm. giga corporation, but yeah. to all appearances, they're staying true to their spirit and using their enhanced resources to do more interesting exactly. stuff. Exactly, and the Camden Town are in the same boat. It'll be interesting. Have they been bought? Yeah. Oh, this is old news. But they did a whole crowdfunding thing. Yeah. The crowdfunders got quite a nice return, thank you very much. 53%, I think, off the top of my head. Yeah. And um, then they got bought out by... AB InBev and Hauser Bush. Flipping heck. Um, who have also since swept up a couple more breweries, um, a well known online beer retailer, 
and mm-hmm. um, yeah, all sorts of other bits and bobs. What Bir- Birra di Borgo, which is kind of Italy's premier craft brewer. Wow. Um, yeah. So I had no really, idea. Yeah. I really haven't kept my no, ear to the ground. you haven't, have you? Uh, I've been drinking mostly coffee. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, got quite into we'll my gin. That. Oh, good. Yeah. It's not really useful for this, though, is it? No. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, snitch of fever uh, tree. Yeah, so is it going to change? Well, frankly, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I Biz, still Biz. have my concerns. Mm. And uh, I, I said I would watch him like a hawk, and I didn't. Now I will. <laughs> Yeah, well, let me know if you notice anything. Mm. Uh, a, a lot of people were more upset by Camden than they were by Mean Time, I think. But Camden make lager. Yeah. And they were bought by a lager company. Yeah, they were. But they, I think I think Camden have, people bought into it, literally bought into Camden yeah. Town. Yeah, but they also it, bought into the ethos. And it would be like It was Rudolph quite a centre, wasn't it? Like their Beaver tasting Town. room was the place to go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, so, and, and so, so then and um, Brood, Brewdog took off all the Camden beers um, on that day. Uh, <laughs> then who else got bought? That's kind of how they roll, though, isn't it? Yeah, Lagunitas got bought by Heineken. See, it's all happening. I think I did hear that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, 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 yeah, and what was there was another big one as well. Oh, we but, stopped um, podcasting for three months. Well, it's probably longer, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and, yeah, all this is gone. Anyway. That's business talk. What yeah. else have we got? Well, uh, actually, let's talk. Stay, stick with business talk. Yeah. Supermarkets. Yes. You're a little bit doubtful about big corporations taking over. Where do you stand on supermarkets expanding into craft beer? I went into Tesco's the other day, picked up a can of Vocation Life and Death uh, for £1.50. Um, well, I, I do worry about it because, you know, the supermarket buying power drives mm-hmm. down prices and has put... Oh, the dairy industry under a lot of pressure, and it's right. uh, you know smaller producers in the dairy industry just don't really handle it. Um, and, and there are some supermarkets who have got really good beer ranges. I don't actually like the range of Waitrose. I think they sort of it's a it's very middle of the road. It's like it's it's it craft is. beer the way that Radio Times would sell it. <laughs> yeah, um, but booths. If you're in the north uh, of England, yeah, the mighty buggers, booths. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, amazing booths. They're pork pies with cranberries on top. Yeah, I've had those. They're to I've die for. Yeah. Actually, I'm ah. up in the late districts in a couple of weeks. Oh, oh what you have to in. get? They do little freezer bags. Oh. Um, you get, I think you get just three on the counter. Well, um, they're like these black cubic box mm-hmm. bags, and they're perfect for putting a picnic's worth of pork pies in. Right, and they're, they're lined and insulated. And that is so. They nice. don't last. No zip spray, but a booth freezer bag. Right, an awesome thing to nice. have. So yeah, booth has got a fantastic range. Yeah, I agree. So, but I think you know we live in the province, don't we? We we don't live in we don't live in the big metropolis of. Even no. Brighton, to be we've, honest. We've got a great beer shop down in Meads. Yeah. They do Beaver Town. They do Beaver Town. They do Cloudwater. They do Wildwood. Wild Beer, maybe. And they do quite a lot of local stuff. But yeah. it's... It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good that it's here. Yeah. But now I can get vocation for pound fifty in Tesco's. I have never been a fan of cheap beer. No. Even if it's good beer. If, you, you're um, right if, about it pushing down the price because that vocation anywhere else would have been two fifty, two seventy. It makes me wonder how much money they're getting. Yeah. And um I don't I, I don't seek out cheap pubs. Mm-hmm. Actually that's not true. There's some 
If I'm in the middle of London, a cheap pub is a, is a good pub. And you can get Lagunitas for one pound eighty nine at Weatherspoons. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't go into Weatherspoons if you dragged my cold dead corpse in there. Oh, I would. I know. <laughs> but the only thing that would get me—I only go in on my own, which makes it sound even worse somehow. The random car. You have. You know about the carpets in Weatherspoons? No. Every carpet in Weatherspoons is a special one-off commission from Axminster. What? Every single Weatherspoons. Aha. Oh, a beard thing you did. I, I see a photo. Essay coming up. Every, Weatherspoons. It's been done. Oh. Someone's got a book of the carpets of Weatherspoons or a tumble or something. Shit. No, okay. Every single Weatherspoons, when they build a Weatherspoons, they commission a new carpet. They started with the Moon Underwater, which is their first one. Yeah, which Moon Underwater did you know? From George Orwell. Okay. Road yeah. to Wigan Pier. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, yeah, they commission a brand new carpet, mm-hmm. a unique one off design for every single pub. Wow. I know. I mean, who appreciates that in a Weatherspoons? Uh, yeah, no. Well, probably the same people who um, follow Eddie Stobart trucks and yeah, John maybe Dave tractors. Yeah. Anyway, probably not people who are listening to this. No, I would hope. Wow, this news and views is—we filled ten minutes with pretty much nothing. <laughs> with nothing, we? yeah. So, uh, which is just as well, really, because we've got nothing. Well, except for the groundbreaking news that Camden Town has been bought, but that happened six months ago. Yeah. Okay. And you've been clearly in a craft beer. Bubble. Um. Yeah, I've been. Dry, largely. Yeah. Anyway. I've missed it. I really yeah. have. That's gorgeous. It's good, isn't drive. it? It's good. You'll have to finish it off because I'm driving, but yeah. that's yummy. Yeah, quite happily. Well, there's 750 milliliters of it. So. Coming home. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm gonna. Can you can you do a boomy voice? Can I do a boomy voice on this? Uh, I might be able to do some effects afterwards. I okay. Right now. Okay, I'm gonna do it now. And Miller, what is the future of beer? Clearly, nitro. <laughs> oh right, straight in. Yeah, I know this because I went to World of Beers. <laughs> okay, where's that? Uh, it's a chain in the states. Called uh, World of Beers. Yeah, okay. uh, I was in Phoenix, in a sort mm-hmm. of corner of Phoenix, one of the areas of Phoenix, and there was like a strip of bars, and it was weird. Like every other place was a craft beer shop. Yeah, and there was World of God, Beers. God, I wish I lived in America. And sometimes. the the menu was so big that they gave it gave you an iPad. Wow. And said, scroll through that. And they had a couple of wild beers in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. And, and, Brilliant. Yeah, and some Brilliant Towns. Yeah, it was, it was really good. And I was, I was quite nicely, I was able to recommend to Americans some good craft beers from Britain. And they were <laughs> like, oh, this is really nice. Said, yes, it is. Excellent. And there you had Nitro. They did have Nitro. So Left Hand, uh, prob- it was probably Left Hand. They were the guys who really There's loads of it out the there. Nitro stuff. You could get coffee, you could get <laughs> Nitro coffee. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? I imagine fizzy earwax. <laughs> Brilliant. Mm, yeah, that's what you so said. Much. I think you described a beer as that last time. Yeah. Um, they never advertised again. Anyway, um, well, nitro. It just the the left hand do it. They do a milk stout. Just mm-hmm. makes it a bit. I like I like mine a bit rough around the edges. It was almost too smooth. Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's like carbonation. Put, does something Nit- mm. Nit- you could you could do it with helium which would be even funnier because then you get squeaky voices that was <laughs> nice. an April Fo- that was an April Fool's was it okay. look for it somebody did like uh, this has been nobody in an April Fool's but it's the idea that it interacts less right. with the brew once it's in there I'm like mm-hmm. well fine mm. but uh, you're taking something interesting out of a beer you yeah. better have something interesting in there to start with yeah. you know it's like a, a recipe made yeah. with a few great ingredients Simply mm-hmm, done can mm-hmm. be great, yeah. But those better be really good ingredients, yeah. And you really better treat them with respect. Nitro is a future, but it'll it'll come and go. 
It'll come and go. What ten years down the line? The reason I'm asking this is because the next issue is the future of beer. Yeah, you really did bend the needles on that. Did I? Oh, yeah, sorry. It's fine. We'll fix it. Okay. Post. okay. Um, ten years down the line. Yeah. Gin, probably. <laughs> the future of beer is gin. Yeah, if you leave it long enough. Right. Actually, interesting point. There's quite a few brewers who are now opening distilleries. Adnams. Adnams have always done it. Adnams haven't always done it. They, they, well, they did it for five, about five years ago, and in their very first vodka, they won the world's best vodka, and then they won the world's best gin. If you go to Adnams, yeah. it's not all about the beer. Yeah, no, I know. So, uh, yeah, could you go? It's their wine. Mer- it's similarly with Harvey's, actually. If you go to the Harvey's shop, yeah. it's not all about yeah. beer. No, they've got lots of whiskey, but they're not actually making any. No, true. Uh, but Brewdog are about to open a distillery. Rogue have opened a distillery. Scar Brewing have opened a distillery. Brewdog. It's the same stuff. Brewdog are about to open a distillery. Wow! And take over America. There's Probably no need. There's no worry about Donald Trump getting in because, frankly, James Watt's going to be president. The way he's expanding over there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So maybe for the next one, I'll try to get some uh, craft. Did you brewing ever get any spirits. of that milk vodka? No. They got, they got some nice coverage and never sent me a bottle. Mm. Uh, well. They could have more if they'd sent us some milk vodka. We're very interested in <laughs> milk vodka. With a couple of bottles, that'd be fine. I think so. Maybe some One promotional each. glasses. Yeah, yeah. One of those Just really done. drunk cows it We'll do a from. whole podcast on it for that. We will. Because mm. we have the journalistic integrity of <laughs> some other publications. <laughs> we shan't name. We shan't name. No. We've got no agenda, we're independent. We are. Right then. Um, well, there's no real cutting edge news there. Didn't we have something else? Was That that was pretty much it. I think so. All the right. future of beer. Yeah. But anyway, so the next one, looking ten years down the line, Jetson sort of stuff, hops on the, hops on Mars. Um, you could, You're I, good at this, blue sky thinking, space thinking. Is that I thing? wouldn't be surprised if we got, like, Archeo... Or paleo beers. Oh, paleo beers. Paleo beers. Yeah. Here first. No. So what's a paleo beer? It's uh, sits well, on you, a steak, conserved on a slate. Paleolithic. Yeah. Paleo means old. Lithic means stone. Uh, well, paleo. The paleo diet is big. Yeah, yeah, fat, yeah. Isn't it? But you've, we've already found like people going, oh, these are the old yeasts. These are old grains. Um, and, like really old recipes, and like going back to like so, you know, there are archaeological brews. Yeah. We need to get that domain name. There's probably stuff around. There probably is stuff around. You get house yeast, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And there's a national yeast centre. Yeah. So you can go back and find kind of uh, Watney's red yeast yeah, from yeah. 1972. Not that you'd ever want But to. you might go back and go, okay, well, what yeasts were being brewed by Sam Adams in Boston mm-hmm. in the late 18th century? They probably weren't being brewed by Sam Adams because they only started in 1984. But let's move on. Um, Who's that American brewery then? That was Sam Adams, but they called it just called it Sam Adams. Oh, really? Nothing mm, at all to do with that. No. Oh, wow. Uh, no, Today so I learned. <laughs> yeah, uh, but get this: lager yeast going back in full loop back to the lager in our glass. Somebody told me, and something always starts. Somebody told me in a pub. <laughs> It was in a pub, actually, <laughs> that the lager yeast that bottom ferments and, and, and ferments in very cool temperatures comes from the Amazon. Nah. 
Well, no, that's all the information I've got. You're, cle- you're cleverer than me. Is that feasible? Well, when did they start making lagers? I've always thought of them as being a sort of Central European, yeah, Czechoslovakian thing. Yep. Sort of medieval. Yep. If Probably you, earlier if for for a lager that you know they made them through. Um, and when did um, Columbus reach the Americas? Fourteen ninety-two. Right. You'd have to be quite quick coming back with the yeast yeah. then. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't. And, and they didn't even know what yeast was then. Let's, well, let's because the Reinkingsverbot, which yeah. is the German purity laws, which I did read about on the flight back from Phoenix, oh, there in that we craft go. beer magazine, which must be knocking about the house somewhere. All oh, right, lovely. Yeah. Um, uh, didn't include yeast in it because they didn't know what yeast was. No. Well, what you'd, all you'd have had to do is have like <laughs> barrels going back and forth across the Atlantic, mm-hmm. getting sort of slightly manky water yeah. the Amazon, yeah. and then making the way up the Danube or down the Rhine. Yeah. It's not beyond the. Hmm. Beyond Maybe the one of our of readers can. Uh, listeners. Yeah. It's, it's like I don't know what the truth of like you know Egyptian mummies having residual cocaine in their nasal cavities. Did they? I don't know. I read that somewhere. Right. Possibly bollocks. If you can make it. Well, no, because cocaine comes from South America. Hmm. No oh, connection between South America I and see. Egypt at the time of the um, yeah. pharaohs. So right. I don't know. Hmm. Um, right, before this gets to Eric Von Daniken. Shall we? I think we need to sparge. And sparge. The feature, an in-depth look into beer culture. Can you guys just introduce yourself? I'm going to do the weird podcasting thing. So, yourself. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Garrett Alber, brewmaster at Brooklyn Brewery, New York City. Uh, I'm Jim Harrison, uh, Thornbridge Brewery in Derbyshire. Okay, so we're, we're here trying the uh, well, your, your collaboration beer, yep. and um, which is a stunning, stunning beer. T- tell you. me a little bit about what, what was the first conversation you guys had? Did you know each other before? Oh yeah, yeah, we knew each other <laughs> well before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah as Gary said earlier, yeah, we, we're good friends. We, we, yeah. We've been away together. We've we've done we've talked about beer and done collabs since about 2007. I'm saying yeah, the yeah, first right. one was. Okay. Yeah, so it goes back a long one. time. It was it was a, a beer we did that we then we put into three different barrels. Pedro Jimenez. Yeah, it was, it, it was called Alliance. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, okay, okay. A barley wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and then that kind of kicked off the idea that. Uh, it was our first wood aged beer, so uh-huh. the idea that we were going to get into the idea of wood, wood, wood aging beer, sure, 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 uh, and and it moved on from there. And this this idea, Garrett came to us with, with this idea of using a really natural uh, product like like uh, cider leaves. Right, 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 right. So, so we have a really active barrel program. We have uh, over two thousand barrels full, you know, uh, in Brooklyn. Okay. And so, but a, a little sideline of, of doing this has been all these beers that we're aging, usually on natural wine sediments. Sure. Uh, but in this case, I went to Jim saying, hey, if there's any place in England yeah. that does natural fermentation of cider, and I knew that there was, but I didn't know who. Okay, okay. Um, you know, I, there were a few, you know, cider cider uh, makers that I had heard of, yeah, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I pitched the idea of doing this, and he said that he'd like to do it, and that he thought that Tom Oliver was uh, okay. the guy to go with. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. And, and so tell me a little bit more about the process. So you, you get the leaves in and... 
then it, I mean, yeah, you, well, 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 the, tell the, me what happened. Well, the, the, beer, the, beer, the, the beer came first. The, yep. the, the barrels the barrels had to be sent over. Yeah. So I did that, and they were prepared uh, uh, at, uh, uh, at Thornbridge's end. A big, a big batch of barrels, and they came uh-huh. from Four Roses. Yeah, from Four Roses, yeah. bourbon. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Which bourbon you guys story. use? It. We use some of those. I'm, uh, I'm friends with one of the distillers there. Yeah. So I got uh, barrels from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we got them over to Thornbridge. Our barrel person came over, yep. spent some time with uh, yep. uh, with the people yeah. at Thornbridge, yeah. kind of uh, talking about how to work with barrels. Sure. We brewed a version of uh, one of our Belgian-inspired strong golden beers, okay. Uh, okay. a version of Local One yep. as kind of yep. the base yep. uh, uh, beer. And then uh, we brewed that at Thornbridge, and then that went into the barrel. So the whole project was put up at Thornbridge. Right. And okay, okay. they brought over the leaves, you know, from Herefordshire, you know, from Tom Oliver's, you right. know, over to Thornbridge. Yeah, and yeah. over time, as the leaves came in, we filled the barrels up. Yeah. Right. So it okay, wasn't all done okay. in one go. As Tom said, I've got a batch of leaves for you. You would send them over. Okay. We'd get when some of the beer them. from Tank into yeah. the barrels and, and, and add the leaves. Yeah. Amazing. And... and, and Altogether, eighteen yeah. months in the barrel, yeah. you know, yeah, with yeah, with yeah, the wild yeah, yeast, yeah, yeah. and the beer is just completely transformed sure, by sure. the many microorganisms that are coming. I mean, what you really have here is genuine terroir. Yeah. Um, yeah. All yeah, the microorganisms yeah. that are growing in one patch of land in Herefordshire are concentrated, you know, into a small amount of liquid, yeah. and then dispersed, if you like, and growing in a large amount of liquid. Sure. Uh, in the case of this beer. And really expressing itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, we had quite a range of, uh, of beers coming out of those barrels. And, and I remember yeah. that day when we decided which ones we're going to blend with which ones. Right. And in front of us, we've got 120 cups yeah. of beer. And, yeah. we're, and we're going tasting that one, and that one will go with that one, and that one goes with that one. And it's it's amazing how we I mean, put together numbers five goes with number seven, goes with number 12, goes with number amazing. 93. And, 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 it, and that's, it. That, that's it. I mean, that's the skill that you guys, oh, yeah. you guys have. I mean, and straight, blending beers straight, you know, straight from the yeah. And you think about it, I mean, it's still a lot of, a big part of winemaking. It's a big yeah. part of making scotch, etc. It's blending, blending, blending. Yeah. It used to be a big part of brewing, yeah. especially, you know, you look at Lambique in Belgium. It was sure. all about yeah. blending. Yeah, that's the skill. That's and, and, really, yeah. And, and so, yeah, putting these, you know, three separate cuvées together yeah. uh, to have approximately the same flavor across all three of them, yeah. you know, in the blend, you know, uh, uh, you know equal, you know, uh, uh, and you know, approximately. I mean, sure. you're going to have uh, you know minor differences, mm-hmm. you know, from uh, uh, from one to the other, just as you would see in champagne batches. Yeah, 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 right. But right. I mean, it's a. Uh, I think that it's a type of beer that it's a thing that no one you know here has ever done before. Right. No, you know, I mean, and, and when people yeah, taste yeah, it, it was, they won't have had anything like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- d- I, I mean, brewers loved it. Our brewers absolutely loved the challenge of it. You know. Yeah. Uh, Rob, our head brewer, and, and the team that he works with were captivated by the idea yeah. and really challenged the idea of that the, they're doing something they've never done before. They really don't know, as Garrett said before, what the end game looks like. Sure, and, sure, and, sure. And we're working hard to, to make sure it works, but we really don't know. Yeah, and, and, and you guys have been in beer for a long time. I mean, yeah. it, it, it never gets boring. You know, I mean, no. Well, you got to make you, you got to make sure that it doesn't get boring yeah. by not doing by not doing boring things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this certainly isn't. It's, yeah. a, it's a great beer, and uh, congratulations. So, thank you for your time. Well, thank and, you. Uh, Enjoyed yeah, it. Cheers. Thanks for coming along. Cheers. No, cheers. thank you very much for your time. Cheers. Tasting notes: trying the world's best beers. Right then, indeed. Tasting notes: you got the spanner out. I brought the spanner. Big Birth is here. Um, you might have to remind the readers about. Okay, the, the it's spanner. a bottle opener. Come uh, tire iron. With a beautiful beechwood handle, 
Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, glass please, sir. All right, we have just... That's a, that a 350 CL? Yep, I think so. Okay. Very nice labelling there. Shouldered bottle, brown glass. Oh, what a beautiful... I would say that was almost ruby-coloured. Yeah. fair to say? Very delicate. Not particularly fizzy to look at. Weak Vimto. That's putting it a bit harsh. Yeah, okay. Um, it's, always puts me in mind of um, gripe water. <laughs> no, rose hip syrup. Sort rose of hip syrup sounds better than yeah. gripe water. Spot yeah, the, pe- spot the people who have been busy with children and have not been recording podcasts. In fact, saying rose hip, then you put your nose in and mm. you kind of get that too, don't you? You do. You get a massive fruity hit. But also floral. Yeah. It's Take a blossom about it. So, th- yeah, think about what it smells like and then taste it. Mm. That oh, rhubarb! <laughs> <laughs> rhubarb quite a lot of rhubarb I started saying it and then I felt it wow there's big get, rhubarb got, there's a lot I haven't rhubarb. really got rhubarb if I'm honest have you not I've definitely got more sort of well give it, the raspberry on the bottle gives it away slightly it does a bit you saw that beforehand I only just caught a glimpse of that yeah yeah if I had, I'd love some. That custard. is a bit rhubarb, isn't it? It'd be nice with a little custard tart. It would you know? It reminds me of those sweets that you used to get. Those rhubarb and custard sweets. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it, the effervescence with the sort of tangy acid is uh, yeah, yeah. It's very bright. Yeah. So this is Elgood's Cool Ship Fruit. Is it a lambic? It is a lambic, and and but it, the in fact, fruit kind of usually with a lambic, you sort of got the it's out there on its own. Yeah, the lambic tang. Yeah. And this is very neatly it's very drawn in, the, isn't um, it? The forest fruits, yeah. And it it is very rhubarb. I'll be honest. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I think so. So the, these are one of the guys making lambics in. I think where they Essex, Cambridgeshire, somewhere out that way, Norfolk. Anyway, um, and, and using a cool ship, which is kind of an opening fermenting vessel. Oh, uh, right. And that hence the name cool ship. Um, and so now they're making that's... spectacular lambics. This is the fruit version. I've got to say, I prefer the plain lambic. It's just got a bit more personality, just a bit more of a, a lambic thrust. So that's kind of sourness and acidity mm-hmm. and what you expect from it, which is overwhelmingly puckering for people who. Well, when I first tried lambic, I hated it. I couldn't believe I was what I was drinking, and then you become slightly obsessed with it, yeah. especially when you learn what goes into it, which is it's an incredibly hard beer to make. Yeah, not least for because it's blended at the end. So all right. Um, I, I quite like this. This does remind me a little bit of some of those classic Belgian fruit beers. Mm. That's exactly what they're going for. So kind of a lambic, a, a fruit lambic. So they often put loads of fruit in, mm. cherries and the like to yes. soften the lambic. That'd be their quack. Uh, quack. Quack's one, but I don't, quack's not really. Uh. But it's um, uh, Cantillon-Dew, one with fruit and yeah. Oh, what's so the this one is, that comes this is in a funny glass that looks like some sort of chemistry kit? They all come in. This Belgian beer, they all come in. Right, there is that. But what yeah. are the, there's one you get quite widespread with a funny round bottom glass in a wooden stand. That's quack. That is quack. Yeah. Oh. yeah is that like that? It shows up. I've not really had it. I think it is. He said disagreeing with you before. I'd no, 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 you're know. probably right. Uh, the open fermenting thing, because um, Harvey's. They do. They do have open fermenting, which is really rare. But yes. it's, they don't use 
the idea of a lambic is that it's open fermenting and it's wild yeast. So what they would have is a barn-like structure, right? But the roof would have gaps in it, and right. then yes. the wild yeast would blow in through the orchards of this certain valley in Belgium and right. impart these yeah. flavours. And this is really nice. This is I knew this was going to happen tonight. Since I'm only sipping and tasting everything, I've actually brought I've actually brought, brought some beers really... that are drinkable. Yes, sorry about that. I would say if someone was interested in trying lambics, yeah, and was a little bit afraid of the horror stories of having the corners of their cheeks punched out with a knitting needle <laughs> tang, this is a very nice introduction. And if you and had if you... the presence of mind to bring a custard tart with you, it would round out the perfect evening. There we go. Sat preferably sat on a hay bale in. The Belgian countryside. Yeah, right, with the a, Bel- bits of the Belgian countryside. I was about to say the word box in there. No, don't do that. No, no, no. Um, yeah, there's parts of Belgium which are really quite hilly and lovely. And yeah. yeah. You get down the south. It's not all poppy fields, is it? It's not, by a long way. You get down where the Battle of the Bulges for the, no. the... It's hard to escape, isn't it? Yeah, the whole, oh, World War II. Something. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's really, really nice. And, and wild of course, we're World War II geeks as well. That There's a we bit would, of that. If we went on a tour of Belgium, which is panned, uh, uh, yeah, there might have to be some. Yeah. Well, no, if you go to south of Belgium, it's very hilly, um, mm. really sort of rustic cuisine. A lot of it's about um, forest game type stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's a nice part of the world. Very nice. Bloody cold. Yeah, well, we're planning to do an entire issue of Original Gravity from Belgium. But which Belgium? Ah, both Belgiums. Right. And I think you have to acknowledge that very clearly in yeah, the editorial. I guess so, yep. Yeah. This is the, the, from the Belgiums. <laughs> yeah, hence the two warring Belgian tourist boards who are trying to organise it for really? us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, trouble. No, they're not warring. They get on very well, but they're diplomatic. Overly unlike, diplomatic. Unlike their police forces. Uh, Mm, moving on. Should we edit that out in case they <laughs> case hear this before we? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that might be. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I enjoyed good. the sip of like that. that I had. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's fine. It I'm does. Look, it's lovely. Drink the rest of it. You should take a photo of that in the glass because sure it does look too. really yeah, yummy. Beautiful. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. I see, oh, I'm thinking of the colour now. If you had a bitter or a best that sort of colour, yeah. you'd be really interested in it, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. Because that's... That, actually, in sunlight, that's probably going to be a bit redder, isn't it? Maybe. We're going to cut this bit out, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. You're listening to Original Gravity Radio. Good news for people who love good beer. Right then. Okay, time for another taste. Beer this. number I'm, I'm gonna, two. I'm shield my eyes from the bottle this time. Mm, find out what it really is. Yeah. Okay, but I'm going to have to put it near the microphone so we get that nice... That was a good glug, wasn't it? It was very good. That's going to sound awesome. Okay. I'm dealing with it right now because, of course, as I record this, I'm wearing headphones, so it did feel to me like you were pouring beer in my ear. But we'll, <laughs> we'll weather the storm. <laughs> Get through it. Okay. okay. There okay. we go. So having not seen... This is a this is a darker beer. I don't know why. It's still got mm. those ruby red tints. I've got a feeling the lights are putting... Ruby I've red. got a feeling. Did because of the black lager that we had earlier, that yeah, yeah. ruby red as well. But... um. Huh. For some reason... We're recording this in a brothel. Right. Tobacco leaves. Oh, yeah. Dried tobacco leaves. There's something about the colour. It's got that sort of soily, dirty texture to it. Not in a bad way at all. It's got a little bit more of a head than the last one, and it's holding it. Yeah, and it's pretty clear. Yes. Pretty clear. This this glass has been around the block a couple of times tonight, so it could be more or less clear, and I'd never know. Yeah, so tobacco notes, tobacco to look at and... 
Should have rinsed Ooh, this glass. Should have rinsed the glass. Cause I got a creased forehead there. Earthy tones. It's very earthy, isn't it? Ah, oh, this you know. This, is, this tastes as though it's just been dug out of the ground. I would associate a nose like that with a quite heavy stout. Mm. It's big, isn't it? Big on the nose. Less so, actually. Drinking it. A light loam. <laughs> a light loam. There we go. It's well it's big. So what is it? So this is. Um, mm. Don't tell me yet. I'm still. Oh, I'm still. God. I'm still right. interested. It's not a quiz. No, but no. you know, and when I see when I see the label, mm-hmm. it'll start narrowing down my associations. At the moment, okay, I'm okay. still. I'm still getting chanterelle mushrooms. Okay, no chanterelle's good. Um, old curtains. Old curtains. In a smoking house or a non-smoking house. Uh, I'm not even sure it's from a house. Oh. Probably from a theatre. <laughs> really old. Quite old, The yeah. big heavy ones that are behind the, That's uh, the, the ones. nice yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The safety curtains. Oh. The fire curtains. Perhaps this smells a, like a, a tarpa- fire curtain. A tarpaulin that's been kept in a shed, shaken out <laughs> in early spring. Like, what's what's uh, in the That's a funky, that's, no. But that, that I think that is a, an official description in the craft beer world. Old tarpaulin in the first day of spring. Yep. Right. Well, it's got that. We oh, need to now, we need to do a we need to do a flavour wheel. The alternative flavour wheel. Now I've just got some idea, uh not in any way bad, almost I, I don't want to say metallic, but it is it's like almost verdigris. Mm, okay. Um or maybe it's brasso. No, Juraglit. <laughs> Um, something. These, n- none of these are positive descriptors for no, what is are. actually quite a nice beer. It is a nice beer. Okay, it tastes like it comes with its own built. I think we need tanking. to tell people. Okay, pewter. What's that? It's like that slightly metally niceness that you get on um, when you drink stuff out of a tankard. Oh right. Okay. Oh, pewtered. Pewtered. You just made that up. No, pewters. Oh, pewters are metal. No, no, pewters are metal. But the word pewtered, as opposed to putrid. This is not. <laughs> With this is, is not. Nice. Not. Let's make this clear. What this is, it? is it's Moncada Brewery, so London Brewery, uh-huh. uh, Notting Hill Ruby Rye. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of earthy note, that very very earthy note, is the addition of rye in it. Is it, can you malt rye? Or doesn't it go that way? Yeah. You can malt it. Yeah. All right. And you just add it as add it in with the mash, with your barley. Yeah. So this is probably malt and bar, uh, rye, malted barley and rye. Let's have a look. Of course, you can malt rye. It's dark in there, isn't it? Um, yeah. And rye adds that kind of really earthy tone to it. That kind of really savoury notes that kind of sticks to the back of your throat. That I love. Bourbon. That makes it. Yeah, there is there is a bourbon in this. Well, rye's, bourbon's made of oh, rye. Oh, there we go. So that's it. Maybe. I don't know. It's very nice. It's got. It's it interesting, is. this one. Get it is. teeth into it. Yeah, it's, you can. You, it, the nose you know, is when big. You fuck, the, the nose first is big. Mouth, first sip. It's like mm. quite presentable. Yeah. I felt a little bit let down on the first sip, but oh, now it's, it's like, kind of building it, on me Imagine again. if it was, this was a house guest at a party. Mm-hmm. There'd be a, an absolute cacophony outside as they kicked over the bins. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd open the door, and they look perfectly presentable. And then yeah. about half an hour later, they'd have torn down your bookshelves. You go, "Yeah, this is a monster." 
Are you talking about me? No, I fixed them up no time okay. at all. There's no damage good, done. Good, 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 Mmm. You put that away. I know. You like that, didn't you? I did like that. I quite like it. When I, I took the first sip, I didn't, and now I do. And it's bloody good. It is, but I should have washed this glass out. Yeah, still we'll do that for the next one. But frankly, the next one, you could, you could have had anything in the glass, and it's going to blow it away. Yeah, this this would have. Do you remember that one? That massive tasting we did of stouts for the magazine. Well, the one where we did thirty four in oh, about two God, hours. Oh God, I don't know. It was just a blur. And one of them tasted of bubble gum. It was weird. Yeah. Um, another one tasted of a steam train. Yes, undeniably so. Undeniably so. I'm trying to think which one it was. It could have been the Alaskan it, it was smoked porter, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But this one, this would have sat quite happily alongside those and held its own, even though it's not a stout, is it? No, not at all. It's a is bitter. It a ruby. Yeah, it's kind of like a. But it's like it's an old school bitter with just kind of this big ryeness, and yeah, it's but, a bit hoppier, isn't it? Yeah, but it's got a lot more going on than a pint of London Pride. I, I wouldn't. I I would probably have one of these. Yes, I would agree with that. I think one would be sufficient. Yeah. I could probably shoot through. Unlike the Black Lager, which was quite big, I think you could yeah. shoot through quite a lot of that. He said, having shot through quite a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, could have a Black Lager night, couldn't you? You could have a Black Lager night. But that's because the lagering thing. This is just mm. a bit heavier. This is sort of like I've had a couple. I know what. I really like that. I'll have one more before I go, and this is it. Ah, do you know what would be interesting? Mm -hmm. This with a Jack Daniels chaser. Oh, there we go. A Jack Daniels depth charge. No. Or a responsible drinking. No, not a depth charge. No. Uh, Because whiskey-flavoured beer is a horrid thing. Right. Well, no, you get barrel-aged beers. Yeah. Barrel-aged bourbon casks. Okay, have you had the St. Peter's? KBS. That's not whiskey. Is that whiskey barrel? Yeah. All right. There's St. Peter's. You know the stuff that comes in the medicine shape. Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. They did a whiskey bitter. All right. It was. I mean, I've got a lot of time for their beers, and they're all. Yeah. Is it they do an organic one? Yeah, no, they do. Which they do is the cleanest tasting bitter, mm, mm, and mm. leaves me with the smallest hangover imaginable. Right. They do a whiskey flavored one, which yeah. tastes of drip trays. Yeah, I've got to say that Harvest Tune do those um, barrel aged ones, and they're very, very whiskey like. And I don't get on with them. I, mm. People love them, and I, I, it's just not for me. But. I think I do like the counterpoint of beer and whiskey, but yeah, hmm. kind of a nerd of twain. All right, no, that's a good one. Yeah, good. Right, right the next one's going to blow you away. I can hardly wait. <laughs> right then. Okay, final okay. lap. Final beer of the evening. Oh, and, and I nearly your eyes. The label. Uh, the label, all I saw of it was a label, actually looks pretty cheap. Cheap. Well, you know, okay, there's a place near us called Middle Farm. <laughs> Which specialises in cider. When I say specialises, yeah. it really does. It's like the national cider and perry collection. Awesome if you like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's brilliant. Me, I can't actually tolerate cider of any kind, apart from the Normandy stuff. Um, I find all ciders right deeply then. upsetting. Okay, I'm uh, sparging the cider top. Okay, but the... Uh, the, the their the label looks like that. Well, you, you, you're going to be... Their beers, are all, they're really interesting. They're from lots of local East Sussex breweries in Sussex and Southern Weatherfield. Mm-hmm. But their labels are always hilarious. Well, you didn't really see the label, as no. you'll see in a minute, because okay. you couldn't have been further from the truth even when all it comes right, to the so label. This, oh, this, is, this has got yellowness to it. Oh, yeah, it does. It's a bit of sunshine, almost. You don't have to green. shield your eyes completely. All right. Uh, oh, a bit of sediment in mine. Um, mm. It's beautiful what, Cinnamon colouring. Sediment. Oh, sediment. A bit yeastiness. 
Yeah, very clear. Color. Yeah. Mine is clear, but you should get with <clears throat> Take a whiff. The f- blue blazes is this! <laughs> <sighs> Already, you know, it's interesting. And, and I, I hate the people who just say it smells like grapefruit, but this. That was the first no, one that I no, got. No, no, no. I got, I got that, but this is. If it is grapefruit, it's. This is going to sound wrong, and I don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah. This is grapefruit that's been kept in one of those little green boxes for compost for uh, a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's super ripe. Super ripe. Yeah, blood orange rather than grapefruit. It actually. is blood orange rather than grapefruit. You're right. Massive, massive, massive kind of fruit on there, but not so different from the fruit lambic that we had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a uh, different dimension to it. It's orthogonal fruit. Orthogonal. Mm. What's that mean? At 90 degrees. Going off in a different direction. Right. So you're not on a spectrum from one. You just go, you oh, orthogonal. Orthogonal. Orthogonal breweries. It's uh, orthogonal fruits my next album. Yeah. I think I saw them. Supporting half and half biscuit. Take a sip. Oh, chewy. Oh, my word. There is so much going on with this bit. But it does it so gently. It's like a really... Just oh. reminds me of fine saddlery, right? Just the way it's clearly strong, very robust, but perfectly but designed to look meet to... the human form in a gentle way, right? <laughs> mm. It's spectacular. Shall I tell you what it is? I, uh, you know, as soon as I know what it is, it's going to yeah. narrow down. I'm going to okay, keep going. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Do you want so, to take the earphones off so I can whisper it to the listener because they're just sat there going, yeah, yeah, what sure. the bloody hell are they talking about? Uh, it's flying dog, tropical bitch. Okay. I've, 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 I've told them a secret. Right. Um, it's got it's got quite a hoppiness to it, but it's yep. very well It is quite a hoppiness. Held. Yep. Yeah, the hoppiness comes through as an aftertaste. Yeah. Um, and it's quite bitter, isn't it? Quite stringent yeah. at the end. Yeah, it is. But it just makes you want more. It does. Otherwise, it would be a bit claggy, wouldn't it? The effervescence is quite at the front of the mouth as well. It looks almost flat in the glass, but it fizzes on the tongue. Um, it doesn't really taste like anything I've had. No, nor me. What is it? Full stop. Actually, this is Tropical Bitch by Flying Dog. Right. That is a lot like the labels that you get at Middle Farm, if I'm fair. That's Ralph Steadman. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They haven't presented it overall in the most. <laughs> Mr. No. Stedman's work has been better framed. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Stedman's work has been better framed. So this is a Belgian-style IPA. What does that even mean? Well, it's a strong IPA, but it's 8%. But it's, I think I've had it's, fermented, with a, it's <laughs> fermented with a Belgian yeast. Which well, kind of yeast? No, with a with a kind of like a, one of their pale yeasts that kind of gobbles up um makes makes a bit strong gives it a bit of a fruitiness a bit estuary a bit sort of bananary but um yeah bananary actually almost in the shape of the flavor on the flavor itself yeah, that's but in a good way so, the often the, the 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 yeast strains add this kind of banana on a hefeweizen on a vice, yeah. wee bit then it, that's what you kind of want from it yeah but if you taste it in other beers you definitely don't want bananary stuff. No, no. But this, given its name, Tropical Bitch, is is particularly uh, 
It's, it's, just a, fu- it's a fruit salad. Okay, I, but I, I have to not... say I don't like... That's like trick casting. Right. That I, I, silly names like that on beers. No, I, I don't. don't. I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I absolutely agree. But they're, they're, And they've got another beer called Raging Bitch as well, which I find no, it quite hard to... Uh, I don't, I'm not mad keen on that term because it generally just... It, I think it's horrible. Yeah, it's sexist, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's nothing about craft beer that should be totally inclusive, apart from you know people who don't drink alcohol mm-hmm. can't really get into it. <laughs> yeah. um, but other than that, you should. There's nothing. You should, you'd no need to do anything with language to put people off. No. And um, anyway, but, but that, this just come out. It's just come out of a, a, a wonderful brewery, and Ralph Steadman does the artwork. And it was Hunter S. Thompson who originally put. Ralph Steadman up to do the original labels for Flying Dog. Well, I like it a lot. Um, I think possibly the issue on this is the mixture of inks and paper colour. That whole brown, <laughs> red, pink yeah. thing that's a bit washed out. Now I've seen it close up, it is lovely. The flowers in the background. There is that floor on this, and it's a soft magnolia floor on this. Mm. It's a very. This does. I can. This. I would now I know the association. I can picture it associated. Yeah. You have to be wearing a Hawaiian shirt to drink this properly. You don't do, you? don't you? You have to be Huntress Thompson, really, too. He wore a lot of Maybe Hawaiian the perfect shirts. chaser to this is Mescal. Or Adrenochrome. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, here we go. I can read it now. Indian pale ale brewed with pineapple and mango juices with natural passion really? fruit flavour added. I don't get the pineapple. and you I get the pineapple and really? not the mango, really. Hold on. Let me go back at it. I think I said pineapple earlier. Mm. Okay, yeah, maybe. It's quite complicated. It is. It's really complex. It's very interesting. It's funny. It is. If it wasn't for the name, it would be 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree. The name does put me off. Yeah. But, hey, sod it. It's a good beer. It's good beer, and that's what we're all about. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that went well. It did. I'm glad we're back. We're we'll getting. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I missed it really. I missed it a lot. I missed it. A I lot. miss you, Anne. Yeah. Don't All right. Okay. I missed the dog as well. Yeah. He's, Roscoe's laid out. He's he's laid out like he's helped himself to quite a few of the beers. More <laughs> yes. than I have. Next time, ideally, I'll be able to imbibe a touch more. Yes. As it is, I've tasted some wild and wonderful brews this evening. Mm-hmm. And we shall catch up a full long. Uh, and hopefully everyone enjoyed that feature we just had as well. Yeah, the feature was that. great? <laughs> that, that guy, he said that thing. It yeah, was brilliant. That man or woman that you may have spoken to at that some I point. That may have spoken to. I may have got the scoop of the uh, scoop of the century. Or the week. Or the week or at the least. Hour. Or just, yeah. yeah, that time. So, yeah. Or uh, in, in that town or yeah. rural uh, location yeah. yeah so that was great anyway, yeah it was, it was verging on professional which I didn't like I think we need a bit rough around the edges next time we can rough it up a bit okay good okay um, can, uh, when's the next magazine out oh the next magazine the future the future uh, of beer I'm not going to put an echo on that I'm just going to make you sound silly okay brilliant um, is out on June the 11th right then hopefully after the podcast is out yeah otherwise this would be a title I should, yeah. I should be able to get this out in a month and a half okay. I should hope so we should be but two hours it would be breaking a, a record but we'll have a try yeah. we'll, we'll do it alright till next time bye bye bye